Here we are then. At Eleven o'clock at night podcasting. <laughs> it's not eleven o'clock at night, there, is it? Yeah, it's well in Gdansk. <laughs> it's uh, it's more like twelve twelve o'clock what, what, at night. What time did you have to sit through this game? Is it like reasonable? Yeah, okay. it started at noon. And it's just finished. Uh, ideal. Three. It's just a proper day ruiner. I don't know what to say, Ed. I was um, at halftime. I was pretty optimistic because we're so used to being in that position, and not that there was cause for optimism from the first half performance, but just it's been the case time and time again. And we did sort of a little bit get it together in the second half, but not to any great extent. And uh, I mean, the goal was scrappy. Their goal was just sloppy and then suddenly this game which yep. was sorely lacking from both sides in quality I mean Villarreal defended well but it was lacking in quality for both sides suddenly all these players decided they were all-time technical greats and um, the final score on penalties was 11-10 and De Gea yes sort of tells some of the story doesn't it I, I never have much confidence with De Gea and goal off a pen I, I did look this up a few weeks back remember we had a chat about it I think he saved like three or four pens in his career but nothing for no I mean he's, he saved so. 11 penalties in his career but just nothing for a very long time and, and a, a few of those were at Atletico um but it's worth saying yeah. that like our lack of confidence in David De Gea facing penalties now extends to <laughs> Sadly for Dave, now extends to a lack of confidence in him taking, taking the penalty, especially after their keeper. I mean, the, their eighth penalty reminded me of Zambia versus Ivory Coast all those happy years ago, uh, a happier time for humanity in lots of ways. Um, uh, but that, that, Villarreal's eighth penalty is one of the best penalties I've ever seen. And at that point, you think maybe it's not your night. But then Fred and Dan James both scored their penalties, which nobody thought that was happening. Honestly, hand on your heart, ladies and gentlemen of the jury out there in listener land, did any of you think that both Fred and Dan James were going to score a penalty? And we'd still lose. Yes, I didn't think many of them would score a penalty, but they all to be did. honest. I didn't think Marcus was going to have uh, save a penalty. Uh, take a penalty either because he'd had such a massive massive stinker through the 120 minutes so um yeah they they all scored them some of them were very close to the keeper dave didn't get any well he got near one didn't he so i mean um i guess we could analyze it out of a penalty shootout but in reality united didn't win this game because they weren't able to to break down Villarreal's low block. I mean, created hardly any good chances. 1.06 XG. Um, and it, like nothing changed either. That's a deeply, deeply frustrating thing. Um, so, you know, I don't think it was obvious that Villarreal were definitely going to play like this. They played like this against Arsenal in that second leg and they defended brilliantly. Anyone who saw that would know that they were able to do that. Emery um, is clearly able to, to coach a team to, to great structure. Uh, and but but you know I, I've also seen them when they push their fullbacks really far forward. I, I guess when Gaspar wasn't in, it was a kind of clue, wasn't it? But um, United just didn't. They weren't able to. They weren't able to impose their game on Villarreal at all. And this game was shaped entirely by the way Emery wanted United to play. Right in front of them all the time. Bruno had no space in between the lines, and we weren't able to to fashion the chances as a result. And you know the the frustrating thing or the you know, what ifs? Well, I, I can't help but look at Ollie in his big, big final. Waited until past 90 minutes to, to try and change anything. Um, and then it seemed like most of the subs were there for the um, the penalty shootout, which I suppose you could say he got right. But 
um, it didn't change the pattern of the game before that at all. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, there were a number of times where we got round the side of them and uh, Luke Shaw, Mason Greenwood on the right got in and just the final ball wasn't there. And then was one right at the end of the first half where Rashford did the brilliant skill and made himself some space. So there were a few moments of, you know, the kind of what ifs. There was the one where uh, Shaw lamped the ball across and Cavani managed to direct his header on target, but it hit Pau Torres's head. Um, and they they defended very well individually as well as collectively. I thought, you know, there was a lot of uh, foot in at exactly the right time from them. And United were in that position that we've been in so many times of it, it needs to all come off absolutely perfectly um, for us to for us to get for us to score in that situation. Now, now I have to say, even after that first half, it felt to me like we had enough weapons on the pitch to do something. And this was, I think, this was Solskjaer's kind of rabbit in the headlights approach. Because, you know, we talk about his... I mean, Carl did a really good thing on The Athletic about his plan A, right? And Solskjaer's obsessed with his plan A. Plan A is really his only plan for the most part. There's a few tweaks to it. But the lineup, we were happy, right? He went with, I think, possibly expecting Villarreal somewhat to play like this. He went with the most attacking lineup he possibly could have. Pogba, Fernandes, yeah. Cavani, Rashford, Greenwood, all on the pitch. Um, no compromises there. Um, so, you know... Just no no complaints about that. No complaints about the intent from Solskjaer. But particularly in that second half, there was a period where you thought, roll the dice. And and genuinely, like I saw people say the bench is really weak. And, and, and in some ways you could say that it is. But um, what the bench did have was lots of players who could who just played really well together in the last league game of the season and who could really link up around the edge of the box and maybe create some space because United were were playing so horizontally and they were constantly trying to stretch the play by knocking it to the one bit of space, which was the far opposite flank. But it was, you know, three steps across for Villarreal to reshuffle into position to deal with those balls. I mean, I don't think playing it across field was... a no. bad tactic per se. You got to try and shift, shift, shift the opposition around. I mean, they never created any overloads ever. I mean, with the four-four-two, it was always two versus one. Uh, you know, even when United had two up with Shaw and Rashford or Wan Bissaka and Mason Greenwood. So uh, Villarreal were never a man light, and and Bruno, and um, because the space between the back four and the middle four, the midfield four, was so tight. There's almost nothing in there. Wasn't able to find those half spaces at all. You know, and and I think that's where you go, well, okay, it's been like this for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. How am I going to try and restructure this game in some way to 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 change it? And it like, you know, he clearly there is no plan B. There's no uh, Donny van der Beek, the big summer purchase didn't figure at all in this game. Right now, it, he shouldn't have figured on performances this season. He hasn't earned the right to be in this team, but would he have made a difference? I don't know. You know, obviously no Anthony Martial because he's injured. But I, I just the frustration. Maybe maybe nothing could have been done. But the frustration is there was no attempt to to make anything apart from Edison's goal, which was pretty fortunate. I mean, good for him that he managed to stay on side. But fortunately, it fell to him. There's not a single chance of any real note in there at all that United fashioned. And and Villarreal didn't, but they weren't trying yeah. to. They were just playing trying to play for set pieces, you know, and it, it's paid off for them. I mean, I we could 
we could break down the goal that both of us have watched numerous times, the goal that United conceded. I mean, it, as soon as Cavani made the foul... We've watched it numerous times this exactly. season, not just today. I mean, there, there was a couple of classic commentary moments, like bad commentary moments. Ian Dark said, um, that wasn't in the script, was it, when Villarreal went 1-0 up? I was like, yeah, I mean, literally. I mean, that is literally the script, Ian. Like, um, but then he also said the thing that they, they love to say, which I, I said this on Instagram Live at halftime, that this is a classic NQAT. You need to hold two thoughts in your head at the same time, right? Um, Harry Maguire's absence causes United's defence organisation problems but dark saying oh their defense i have to say just doesn't look the same without harry Maguire." is both true and profoundly false in the sense that that's exactly how our defense looks every single game and that's not even a knock on Maguire because this was just like lindelof being absolutely like both completely spatially unaware as as um their man peels offshore and runs in behind Lindelof, and then just classic bullied off the ball by the striker. Dave Dave's feet aren't set. The the, the big the big man Gerard Moreno. Yeah, I mean it's we've seen it so often, and I'm so I'm so bored of myself, honestly. And Only if, one more pop um, to go. Solskjaer, yeah, I know. So Solskjaer said the other week that um, we'd sort that problem out when fans were back. Well, there were two thousand United fans who'd braved that trip, and we'll have to. You know, in theory, do a 10-day quarantine as a result. Um, and it didn't seem to help the defending. I don't know, a few of them could have shouted, he's on your blind side, mate. <laughs> it, it, it was at the other uh, end, wasn't it? It was at the off. other end, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I just know, we've seen it so often, so that's that's a fix for later now because it's too late. But uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a nice ball whipped yeah. in and it's a good run yeah. um, from one zone to the next zone. You know, exactly what you should be doing. But it's possible to defend someone. That, some someone sure. said on Twitter they thought the line should have been um, deeper as well, especially with De Gea in net. And I, I do, I do have some sympathy for that perspective. It was an interesting choice that he picked De Gea over Henderson, and there there were. I mean, we didn't really see the best of you know the the good reason for picking De Gea, which is he makes worldy saves. But we did, you know, there was a number of times I was thinking, just release the ball quickly, and he he just doesn't. Um, so there was a, a few frustrating moments. Um, I don't know. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible game of football to sit through, wasn't it? I mean, I, I just, just. I mean, the second half wasn't terrible. There was, a, there was a lot of intent, but you know, Rashford was absolutely dead on his feet, and you know, like when he scored that penalty, I nearly burst into tears. That's how much I love Marcus Rashford. I literally shouted at my television as he was doing the run-up. You are magic, young man. You can do this because he shouldn't have been able to do it based on how absolutely one out of 10 he performed in this game. I, I can think of two things he did well, the bit of skill to get in behind, which he then messed up and a, and a really good ball to Luke Shaw, which led to a, a that horrible tackle on Shaw where they got the free kick from out wide. Those, those are the two yeah. good, I mean, they're one where Bruno, I mean, we all are just working on the assumption that Bruno Fernandes was mile and a half offside, right? Because otherwise Rashford's absolutely Dan James that in front of goal. Um, I don't know if that's counting on the... Flag yeah, did go okay, up. Good. Flag did Thank go goodness. up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was just one of those... That's why I wasn't very confident when Rashford came up for the penalty, then took, you know, 57 Zaza steps before actually getting it in. Um, he just had a stinker... You know, it's it can happen. Yeah, I guess um, shouldn't, shouldn't happen in one of those big. 
I mean, yeah, he's he's had a in and out season, hasn't he? But that's for next week when we can review I everyone. Don't want it. So, I don't, uh, oh God! <laughs> I know, right now, we're not doing it. And, and one yeah. of the, we we will do it. And one of the reasons why next week changes completely. So if we won today, even if it's on penalties, even if if it's those fractions, those tiny little details, which matter, yeah. of course, because football is at this level is one in the tiny little details. The narrative changes, of course, it does, right? Because all the commentary around the team now is. You know, four years without a trophy, uh, f- you know, three years for, or two and a half uh, for Ollie without bringing a trophy to United. Um, you know, got over the semi final curse, couldn't take it one step further, have a budget four times that of Villarreal, weren't able to impose themselves on the game. You know, it's it's going to all be negative mm. now. And, 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 you know, what football's for the entertainment. This wasn't entertaining. Football's for winning, which is part of the entertainment. This wasn't winning. And, and and of course, it it's going to change the feeling um, around what this season was, you know. And and it shouldn't do really because we're one Dave hand from saving a penalty and it going the other way. Oh or yeah, the, the keeper uh, their keeper dives out the way instead of like, or Dave like tries to blast it instead of place it in the corner. The only I don't know why I don't know why keepers ever yeah. try to place it in these in these shootouts. They should always blast it. But anyway, I mean, fine fractions, and that shouldn't change. Um, how we think about what the season was and how United go forward. But I think it does inevitably because now the pressure just increases that little bit more. The, the thing about this game is is it had the potential to be cherry on top of a decent season that kind of like just makes this sort of definite improvement, but loads of questions still cake into something that looks reasonably like nice in the baker's window but now that cake is just sat there with nothing on the top of it and that is you know well in fact it's yeah. like it's it's a tesco value cake not a tesco it's been left cake, it's been but... left in the baker's window for like an extra three days now since sunday when we could have done our season wrap-up if we hadn't made it to the stupid europa league stupid final only to lose i mean oh, i Oh, you get stuck in football detention, right? For finishing third in the that's punishment enough, and then you have to lose as well. I mean, listen, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm a weirdo, right? So I was watching that and thinking, watched the Villarreal fans in tears at the end, and like, oh yeah, that's nice for them because it's amazing. It's an amazing thing for them. First European final, well done, etc., etc., etc. So you know, set self selfishness aside for one second there are loads of people happy because this has happened um and there are loads of people that hate man united that are happy because this has happened as well but the, the the sort of um just the kind of i know it's real it's a real shame that the big game players didn't turn up in this game i thought cavani had a pretty rough first half actually and then a much better in the second half and he was obviously like incredibly um central to united's kind of attack um overall endeavor everywhere in the pitch he was defending well he was you know cleared cleared um set pieces with his head he was coming back and and making tackles and he was every you know he was trying real hard bruno just couldn't get on the ball in dangerous positions and of course gets more and more frustrated and tries more and more stuff uh pogba i thought started the game really well and just faded out of the game possibly also through frustration i did think he was our best chance at kind of unlocking something while you know in that first period of the game Theoretically, no, no. Least, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't mean like looking at the team sheet is our best chance. I meant with the ball at his feet in the first twenty minutes, either that kind sure. of intent and brightness and all that, you know. Yeah, actually, United weren't bad before Villarreal scored their goal. They were trying to move Villarreal, Villarreal around, and I think you know the performance United got 
increasingly yeah, worse. Yeah, I agree. Right? They didn't they didn't do the smart things as the game wore on and, and they're pretty dreadful in, in extra Ragged. time. They couldn't, you couldn't really say, yeah, you couldn't really say, like, United are hard done by. You might have had 60% possession um, and 13 shots. It's about the same as Villarreal, yeah. by the way, on, on the shots. But but um, hardly any of them good and, and so much crab football going side to side. And, and that happened more and more. And, you know, I, I counted it. The In extra time, the press lasted two minutes mm. two minutes before they gave up on it and okay so they were all shot and Villarreal were fresher because you know what they made six substitutions I mean, exactly <laughs> exactly and I want to just briefly mention that Mason Greenwood I thought looked really bright in the first half of that game um I don't know I just feel like mentioning it um but the, the lack of substitutions thing got more and more and bizarre as the game went on because all the way through you're thinking, well, clearly now at this point he's just keeping these players on for penalties. Um, and then so there were three players that started the game who took a penalty, Rashford, Fernandez, and Cavani. And I think apart from Rashford, you wouldn't have necessarily taken either Bruno or Cavani off. They looked sort of semi-cooked, but they didn't quite look as cooked as Rashford. Um, but the sacrifice that was made to keep those players on... And particularly Rashford was was a complete lack of ability to impose any kind of. And what's so weird is it's literally the twenty sixth of May, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't make a substitution in a European final. He's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I mean, I don't know if anyone has come across this concept, but him and his mates who came on as substitutes in that game made quite an impact on the direction of travel of the game. They they did, and and. You know, I can't help but feel this is is going to shape the perception around Ollie. Of course, it is because these big moments are are what really count when you're a big team and you're you're chasing the big trophies. Even is if this is the second division of European football, um, uh, joy the only joy comes in Mourinho will be in the third division of European <laughs> football next season. But we can talk about that yeah. later. Uh, anyway, look, I, I can't. You know, I I don't even feel like. After after something like this happens, you go, what if, what if this had happened? But if something had... I don't feel like that. I feel frustration yeah. that United weren't able to impose their game on, on Villarreal at all. And, and you know, Emery got it exactly right from that perspective. But then the, it's compounded by the fact that we didn't even try to change it and at all. You know, I don't know. I just feel so utterly reactive to go really hostile on Solskjaer as a manager after that game. But I'm no, sure, I, I'm, I'm that saying, wouldn't be entirely fair. But there are things you can analyze. Yeah, the thing right? is, what I'm saying is, what I want to do is go really hostile on Solskjaer after that game. So I'm just holding back on that. But you know, this is the thing that we've talked about a lot, which is it really doesn't help that he looks like a rabbit in the headlights. You know, uh, I think it was when Fred scored his penalty and. Um, Maybe not actually. I can't remember whose penalty it was. They were they were coming back, and Solskjaer was on the touchline, kind of like really leaning round to kind of give the guy props, give him thumbs up, and he really looked like Alan Partridge just shouting "Dan, Dan, Dan" over and over again and being ignored. But anyway, um, it I don't know. You know, it was so nice earlier in the day, Nemanja Matic and Juan Mata and Fernandez and Cavani having a little chat with Sir Alex. And see, sort of seen between that and the starting lineup that Sir Alex might have slightly taken over managing the team for the day. Um, hey, Sir Alex would have got a couple of forwards on in those last few minutes. And and this is what's, you know, if you're going to be the tribute act manager, 
do the tribute act thing. I know we don't have um, the Europa League level equivalent of... Listen, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but just chuck Jan, Dan James on and have a go. You know, see if he does his, his one good well, thing a year. He did eventually. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, at the absolute death. And uh, I mean, James, by the way, was the only the only substitution that changed something about the game. All the others, I assume, were for the pins. I mean, turns they became from Bailly. Maybe that was the yellow yeah. card. Maybe maybe it was just Bailly's not had a lot of football. I don't know, but... When Master and Tellez came on for yeah, the pens absolutely. a minute no, before the pens. That's all right. So you can do that, and that's 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 sort of perfectly sensible in a way at that stage in the game. But do do I something. Mean, perhaps he should have done the uh, the Van Hal thing and brought Hendo. I mean, on. It, I, I know that there are a lot of United fans who, no joke, would have very much liked that to happen. And and you know, given De Gea's penalty record, it would have been perfectly sensible. Ollie's not that kind of manager that's going to break De Gea in that way, you know. Um, I don't know. It it was immensely frustrating. It's the end of a long, hard, draining season. You know, we've been talking for the last two weeks about whether they'd be able to conjure up any form and they just weren't. And, and it was a particular... It was an opposition that was a particularly difficult opposition for this particular United side. Well, since 2014, you know, the United... United really struggle against these type of teams. This is the hardest sort of team for them to turn it on against. Um, and they just, they just never, uh, there's some really, really, really good players in that team. There's some big game players in that team. Um, there's some big moment players in that team. And it just didn't, that stuff didn't happen today. And the problem is that was the own, that's fine, right? That can, that can just happen. I mean, it's disappointing and frustrating, but it can happen. The problem is there's, I mean, there, this is so obvious. There's no plan B. That's plan A. Really good players do something really good. Why doesn't, why don't you roll the dice and bring Amadiallo on in extra time? I mean, I understand why you don't, because I'm not saying if I was there in that position, I wouldn't be just looking at pitch going, but that's Bruno bloody Fernandes. He might do something absolutely amazing any second now. But, you know, sure. That's why. Yeah, he didn't. exactly. He, he didn't. He doesn't have confidence in those players, or or perhaps even in himself to make that big decision. Um, and the fine details matter. But you know, set, last season was third in a bunch of semi-finals. This season was second in a final. Maybe next season we'll win the league and the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that I'm I am not watching the Champions League final now. I tell you that for nothing. <laughs> You're going to watch it, Ed? You're going to watch the Gazprom? I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why would yeah. I do it? I feel like I might go and do something more satisfying, get my balls waxed or something. <laughs> They're not sponsored uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, look, I, I'm not sure I have anything more to no. add. I mean, we could literally do an hour's worth of analysis, but in the in the... Direct aftermath and the disappointment. I can't say I feel like it. <laughs> no, me neither. Um, and, and and the analysis is essentially, you know, when I was talking about the horizontal passes, I, I wasn't saying they were bad. I was saying Villarreal were dealing with them excellently. They were they were getting themselves back into position. And my only what if moments, there was just a few bits of interplay in the first half where you're watching it and it, they're threading intricate passes and just that. It's just something goes wrong somewhere down the line and the wonder goal isn't scored. 
Ah, uh, well, when did we last use, lose a European final? 2011? 2011, yeah. We did a... Haven't been to many, <laughs> to be honest, in the last no. 10 years. We, so. we did a podcast for that as well, didn't we? We we did, yeah. Um, we did a podcast uh, with some live audio, which uh, I stopped bothering to to take shortly after Barcelona scored their soccer <laughs> second goal, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the first half and before the game and nothing after yeah. that. Yeah. This, yeah. this time around, we're doing it because we said we would, but that nobody wants to listen to this. There's nothing There's nothing to say that's of value. Oh, we're back at that stage of the season. Burn it down. There's no point in any... <laughs> <laughs> Well, look. Um, I guess yeah. that's it. We we will um, we'll do a season well, listen, review in a couple of can days. Can I just time. say? And sixty-one games this season, and I guess it always has to end in disappointment, doesn't it? But uh, these I days, I might I might be agitating for season review to be done in the cold light of the weekend after next, rather than this weekend coming. No, boo, you know, just boo, just take no. a little little breather. No, because the weekend after next, the European tournament's already started, I think. When does so, it start? Seriously, again, do you know? I think, I think it might be the 11th of June. I, I don't know. I could type into a search engine. Oh, no, good. So good. I, We're I, waiting I, for us to get an official search engine sponsor before you... Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> before I name them. Oh, it's perfect. No, we do, don't do a podcast this weekend. This is totally an off-air conversation. And we do it next weekend, and we do a nice Euro previews for Patreon backers. Perfect. No, anyway, um, Paul's lost the run of himself because it's like midnight in 25 past 12, uh, 11. 25 past 11, not 12. Um, But anyway, yeah, what a shame. I wanted to see happy Fergie. I wanted to see happy Ole. I wanted Ole to win a title as manager of Manchester United, but he didn't because he's a terrible manager. No, come on. (laughs) Come on, I didn't mean that. I genuinely didn't mean that completely. Wayne Rooney was on the sideline. Perhaps we should have got him in the dugout. <laughs> Some tactical advice. Yeah. Uh, right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back to thank you properly at the end of the se- Well, the season's finished now. There's no more. Man United don't play for absolutely ages, which is the one good thing that we've got going on in our lives collectively. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's one of those games where... It's just ultimately football is existentially devastating and bitterly disappointing. And it's all right. It's part of, it's part of the ride, man. It's the yin to the yang, isn't it? Us with that. We've not had a lot of yang these last few years, Paul. <laughs> not, not much yang exa- at all. It was all yang for a <laughs> exactly. while. Exactly. <laughs> the yang bank is full. Um, I don't know which one it would be. Anyway, um, no. that is a conversation for another time. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back. Uh, on Monday probably (laughs) unless I can persuade him the Monday after Um, alright take care everyone and alright have a good one come on you Reds too late for that